Happy March, ladies. I hope you're doing well. Today's episode is going to be focused on health because we use that word so loosely and so frequently that I want to really just help you define what that means and let you find what being healthy means for you. And I just want to let you know, if you'll say a prayer, my youngest is having knee surgery actually today as this podcast is coming out. So she had knee surgery last year. I know that maybe some of you heard me talk about our wild experience of um, her knee dislocating a few weeks ago or probably five weeks ago now and it's healed and now we're going to do surgery but I think it's kind of a genetic thing with her where her joints are really loose and it just came out and so she's got some tearing in the knee so just be in prayer for her Um, she has been experiencing some anxiousness and a little overwhelm and it's so hard just full exposure here, full disclosure, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you know, moms, it's so hard when your baby's hurt, it, isn't it? It's like, especially because of knowing what I know, right? <laughs> as a coach and as I help my women and I've helped myself through calming anxiety and really getting back to safety in my body and really what that means is regulating our nervous system. I know how to do that. And I teach my clients how to do that. And yet my daughter is not receptive at all. (laughs) She's 13 and she's telling me all these things and she's snappy and I see a lot of anger. And what I've just had to do this week is just, well, first of all, just pray. I'm just like, Lord, just help me be here for her to support her. And I just have to know that she has her journey. And she's going to have to walk through it the way she chooses to walk through it. And if she gets to a place where she realizes, wow, maybe I do need mom, then she'll ask me. And at the end of the day, I'm going to be here and I'm going to create a safe space for her and I'm going to love on her. And, you know, how we do as moms, like I'll throw hints and I'll send encouragement her way, but I don't want to push her away and I don't want to give her any anything that she's not asking for. So. I just want to share that with you because that's real. I know a lot of you out there, we you're really struggling with maybe some relationships with your children. Maybe they are older. Maybe you're there. I have already left the home or maybe you're just struggling in this season. Maybe like I am with these teenagers. It is a really wild season when you're dealing with teenagers. And depending on your circumstances, where you are, whether you're married or not, where you're living, the circumstances with your schools, your state, we always are going to have different things coming at us. And I just want you to know you're not alone. And we want to grow our kids up. I mean, that's my desire. I want them to grow up, do hard things, go through things survive those things, learn from those things and grow and be very healthy, well-rounded adults. And then at the same time, when they're here with me and I see them struggling, I just want to fix it. (laughs) I just want to help them. So thanks for letting me share that with y'all today. And I hope that it just gives you a little bit of like, okay, yeah, we're all in this together. You're not alone because I just find it so often that we struggle in silence as women And humans in general, especially, I mean, goodness, let's just go ahead and throw out there. I'm generalizing here, but dudes do it. They don't talk about this stuff. We actually talk about it more as women of like, hey, this is what's going on with my kids and things like that. But I feel like a lot of times we still isolate and we keep quiet the really hard stuff. 
And you don't have to do that. And that's the freedom of connecting, finding relationships and finding community that that you can share that with. So hope you enjoy the episode today. Thanks for your prayers. And I will update you ladies next week on how she's doing. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over drinking, even when you told yourself you would stop waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing. Is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3am with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself? You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found and I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch, or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. So let's talk a little bit about health. And this really has come to front of mind right now because as you know, in South Carolina, I have talked about how we have been unseasonably warm. You know, I regularly go to a small group training and it's funny because he's kind of beginning to shift the, the head trainer. He's shifting spring is coming. We're going to be outside more. We're doing this more. And he's kind of changing things. And, and as we do as a culture, what do we start thinking? Oh, bathing suit season's coming. Oh, I got to, you know, I'm going to be wearing shorts. You know, I think more about, I'm going to (laughs) be fully honest with you. I think way more about my pale skin than I do anything else when it comes to wearing, you know, more shorts or skirts or things like that. Because sometimes I look at my legs, I'm like, I have mannequin legs. Like, where is the color in my skin? I've gotten more pale the older I get. And, um, but it's funny because we say health super loosely. And that's really what I want to talk about today. And I hope that this will help you define what you really want for yourself in the future as it relates to your health. So what is health? It's the state of being free from illness or injury. This was um, Google definition. And the other similar definition is a person's mental or physical condition, which I love that because I think a lot of times when we think about health, we do typically go to our body and how it looks and our judgment of how it looks or just our body in general, like the feeling, the aches and pains, or, oh, I have knee injuries, or I have issues, things like that, okay? So I love the idea that when we're talking about health, it's encompassing mental and physical. So how many times have you said, I'm going to get healthy, or I want to be healthier, whether it's New Year's or not, (laughs) we've all said it a bunch of times. And I would say that, you know, if you ask pretty much anyone they would say they've said that, or they would say like, oh yeah, I would love to be healthier. I don't know anybody who would just say, no, I'm good. I'm tapped out. I'm as healthy as it gets. So what I want you to do is define what does that mean to you? When you have a desire that you want to be healthier, because I know many of you, when you have reached out to me or you have joined the Facebook group, one of my questions is, 
What what are you struggling with? Why is this why is overdrinking such a problem for you? And many of you mention your health, right? So I know that is important to you and I know that whether people want to admit it or not, I would say most people, almost all, health is important. Why? Because we know with good health, we feel better, we look better, and this is the only body we have. So I think most people, we really do want to be around for a long time, okay? So you've got to get a little more clear. So why would it matter if your health was better? What would being healthier do for you? Because if we don't dive in a little bit, it's super vague and it really doesn't motivate us. Would it make more sense if you were to ask yourself, what would I feel if my body was in better health? What would I be feeling instead? And how would you know? And I think the specifics get, we can keep unpeeling down from that, right? Where you can say, okay, what would I feel like if I was healthier? Then you can say, wait a minute, what are some things that I know now that I'm not able to do that I would really like to do one day? And it needs to be reasonable because we all have the dreams of a pull up. Just kidding. Not all of us do. I remember back when I was in my 20s, that was a huge thing for me was really wanting to do a pull up. And I always struggled with that. Now I can do them with the little band under my feet and do the kickups or whatever. And that helped a little bit too, or the resistance. But I never fully was able to do a on my own, my body pull up. So I got to a place in my life where I realized, you know what? I'm really strong and I'm just not going to be able to do that one exercise. So why am I so consumed with that being my ultimate goal? So that's where you got to be specific and really go into this was before I understood the process of wanting to feel things versus just to do things. You know, I want to do a 5k or I want to do a pull up or I want to do a, you know, a full blown military push up, which all those are great. And they're great goals to have. But why? Where's my why behind it? What is it that I want to achieve? Or what is it I'm expecting to feel? when I get there, because I can still feel strong and I can still feel a lot of energy and I just might not be able to do a pull up. Okay. So I want you to, to think about that. What are some things that you can't do now that you want to be able to do and why would you want to do them? You know, make it make sense to you. Because once again, we've talked about this journey in our life is I can give you guidelines and I can help shine a light and I can help you really look inward in yourself, but you've got all the answers inside of you. And I don't know if you've heard that lately or if you've heard me even say that that specifically. So I'm going to say it again. You've got all the answers inside of you. You've got everything you need inside of you now to do what it is that you desire to do when it comes to your health, your relationships, you're choosing to drink or not, all those things is there in there. And you might just need a little help getting them out and seeing, letting somebody shine a spotlight on them. And that's a lot of what I do. Okay. So if, if I imagine myself in five years from now, what do I want to feel like? 
What am I doing? Who am I with? And this is where those visualizations are very important. Some of you have chosen to do them. Some of you have not. And that's okay. If you want to try, just give it a try. And you may not even be like, five years. I have no way of really figuring that out. And what does that look like? And oh my goodness, it's overwhelming. Just think by the end of this year, let's just keep it simple. Okay, let's just keep it super simple. What is that? What do I want to feel like by the end of this year? What am I doing? Who am I with? And what things do I need to change now to get there? Now we're getting there. We're getting to a place where it matters. Because you need to know what it is that you have to do. This is where the tangible comes in. We've got to decide how we want to feel. What are, you know, what does that look like for us? But the biggest thing is like now we need action steps. Do you feel like you're getting more clear now? Good, good. So what is your leverage? That's a big thing too. Let's talk about that for a minute. It's not enough to just set a goal. We have to have leverage. So I want to tell you a story. Some of you may have heard parts of this. Well, when I was young, my first jobs were in restaurants. I have always been an extrovert, super social, and I just found that I was really good at waiting tables and talking to people, and they really liked my personality, and I liked them, and it was a really good way to make money. But quickly, I also noticed that we, as waitresses, a lot of us really like to smoke. Because that was the only way you could get a smoke break. Well, I remember the first time I had a cigarette. This was even before I actually started working. And it was more of one of those, hey girl, let's smoke a cigarette and see who looks the coolest. And then we'll be the judge. There's like four of us girls after we got off the bus. I'll never forget. It was April. Her name was April, which is funny because that's my first legal name. And we were all standing out at the end of her street smoking a cigarette. And guess who won the coolest cigarette smoking contest. It was yours truly. (laughs) It was me. So I didn't really smoke much after that because I remember thinking like, that was kind of gross. But as I was in the restaurants, it was like the way that I felt like I could have a break. It was like, hey boss, can I run out back for a a quick smoke break? Like all the tables are taken care of, right? And so then it just became more of this ingrained habit. I drank dinner, I drank with coffee, my, you know, as I got older, I'm talking, this was went on for years, as you can, as you think, just like my drinking journey did later. So then when I got into my 20s, and I did started drinking more and more, of course, I smoked with alcohol, constantly going to bars and shooting pool and all the the things that I was doing back in those mid 20 days. And my mom used to tell me all the time, you stink, your clothes stink. And it was, <laughs> does anybody have a mom like that? It never really changed my mind. It was just constantly, you stink. And I realized that I stunk. And you stink around people that don't smoke. So it makes total sense. And I got to a place, my mid to late 20s, where I, I really wanted to quit. Because I knew what I knew about smoking and what it did to my body. But health wasn't enough leverage for me. Like, I just remember thinking, oh, I need to be healthier. This is not good for my health. But whenever I was triggered or whenever I had these routines that I was stuck in, the coffee in the mornings or when I was going out, that was not enough leverage for me. Then I tried the money thing. Well, you know, I'm living, I'm barely living paycheck to paycheck back then because I'm in my 20s now. I bought my first home. 
I was working two jobs and, but that didn't stop me from buying cigarettes. I think they were almost $5 a pack then, $4 at least. Who knows what they are now? That was so long ago. But let me tell you what happened is I got specific and I got to a place where I wanted a baby. And of course, we know when it's someone outside of ourselves sometimes that brings leverage. But I knew that my body needed to be in the healthiest state it could be so I could get pregnant and I could grow a healthy child. And I knew that I wanted to do that before I actually got pregnant with her because I didn't want any potential problems for her because I knew of what it, what it does to babies. So I finally found something that was super specific. And I know that that might be helpful to some of you that are young right now. And maybe you are drinking and you want to have babies. But most of us, most of the women here, we're done with having babies. <laughs> that is not leverage. You're like, well, let's see. Can I stop drinking because I want to have a baby? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we go through this very vague positioning when we desire, desire to stop something or to do something new, and we got to get specific. So you have to decide who is it that you love and that loves you and that maybe you want to spend time with. Maybe that's this health conversation. Maybe it's you want to spend time with your grandkids in a way that you haven't been able to. Maybe you are just dead tired when you're hanging out with them and you're trying to go to the park and you have no energy because of habits that you have in your life. Maybe you you can't really get up and down with them or sit in the stands at a ball game. What if your mind's not clear because maybe you're over drinking or eating a lot of processed food and you're not moving your body and you're just not remembering your conversations and you're not able to even tell them stories. Family members love stories, especially from grandmas. I know a lot of you are grandmas out there and a lot of you are moms of older kids, but think about what it's going to look like. What do you want to do when your kids have babies? Or just in relationships. How do you want to build relationships? Because I always talk about we need community. We're not alone. I want you guys to have beautiful friendships. I have a very small handful of friends, but that's what I want. And we have really deep, fulfilling conversations. And that's part of this process too. How could you feel more fulfilled? Because a lot of you don't even know what that means to you. I've asked you, you know, are you happy? What would happy feel like? Are you fulfilled? What would fulfillment feel like? That's where you have to sit with this and go, okay, what, what would that feel like for me? Because I can tell you that my brain and my physical health is so much better now because I have more energy. I love to sleep. I love to rest. I love to work out. I feel I can regulate my energy now when I, and I take care of myself. I listen to my body and I know when I'm tired and when I need to take it easy. I know when I really want to connect with a friend and have those deep conversations because those things fill me up because I care about my overall health. But I defined that for myself. I defined that down to like, I want to be able to lay down at night and feel tired and go to sleep and sleep well. And I want to be able to eat food that gives me energy. And I want to sometimes eat stuff when I want to eat stuff that's sweet and, you know, pizza too. It's not about that. I don't want you to get so specific 
that we swing the other direction and we get two regiment where you're checking boxes or you're doing diets or whatever. I want you to go inward because so much of this is more about your identity and what you value. And that's a huge piece to this journey in general. For those of you who are listening and you've been following me, what do you identify as? I am a healthy person. Does that mean that my skin is smooth and tight and I'm thin and I have cut muscles and all these things? No, I have cellulite on my butt. I have a little pooch in my belly. I have jiggly skin. I'm, but I'm a healthy person because that's who I identify with. I love my health and I identify as a person who loves to work out because I, I feel stronger. I'm someone who gets quality sleep. I'm someone that doesn't watch a lot of TV. I'm a non-drinker. These are identities that I have decided that that's who I want to be. And they align with my values because my values line up with feeling energized and being a healthy person so that I can be here for my family and my kids. So once you start to really define what it is that you want to feel, then you line it up with what matters most to you. What is What do you really care about? And honesty, integrity, do you value, value your overall health, your faith, your family? It can be um, service. It can be friendships, community. Line that up with who are you? What is your identity? Can you, can you identify as a healthy person? And what does that look like for you? Can you identify someone just that I enjoy moving my body? That's who I am. These are things I want you to think about. And I hope that you can take all this information and just sit with it this week. Think about it over the weekend and really sit down and go, okay, I've wanted to stop over drinking or I've wanted to quit drinking in general or I wanted to quit smoking. Or maybe I've been wanting to quit eating ice cream every night when I'm watching Netflix. Whatever this looks like for you, I want you to sit down and go, why do I even want that? What, what am I missing out on? Who else is missing out by me making these choices? And decide what is one tangible step that you can take towards that goal of feeling more energy, feeling more rested, feeling more confident, trusting yourself more. Just feel that inside your body. Okay. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope you feel encouraged. I hope you feel like you've got something to walk away with. Again, if you need any support whatsoever, email me at michelle at setfreesisterhood.com. This is going to be, this is my newer email now since the website's up and running. You can always go to setfreesisterhood.com, but reach out at michelle M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E at setfreesisterhood.com. That is the email and I look forward to meeting you soon. Have a beautiful weekend. Stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. This is what helps the show grow and helps more women to get their hands on the support so they can choose to reduce their drinking or quit altogether like I did. Go join the community and say hi over on Facebook by searching Set Free Sisterhood. I will also put the link in the show notes. 
You can also connect with me for a one-on-one discovery call at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. And I want to ask, how do you want to feel in the next six months? Who are you becoming? Are you ready to grow? I see you and I've got you. Until next time, stay blessed.